0: Baby, welcome to Love Life Skills for Leaders, where we heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate every damn day. I'm Candace Harper, relationship coach and hypnotherapist, and I help high-performing, perfectionistic people overcome loneliness and create meaningful, intimate connections. This is a mature conversation for powerful people who want to have their best love life possible, whether they're single or coupled. Stick with me and learn why loneliness isn't contingent on whether you have a partner and how loneliness can be cured from the inside out. Also, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are watching or listening. Now, let's do this. Hello, my sweet darlings. It's another Saturday. Another week went by. I'm feeling very sing-songy. Recording in my closet, you know, it's where the best sound happens. Anyway, today's topic, how to deflect negativity. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord, child, especially on out here in these social media streets. So the reason that I thought of this topic is because I was on the TikTok, as you do, I was flicking, swiping, flipping through, you know, one video after another. And I came across this lovely, young, white woman. She was a lovely... Well, I wouldn't call her young. She probably was about my age, I would say. Although I am 50 years young. I would say she probably is in her late 40s, early 50s. Something like that. A lovely lady. And her whole shtick was that she was TikToking herself, meeting up with her boyfriend... Who I guess she had been dating online for the last three months and they'd never actually met in person. I think she met him on TikTok and had done some lives with him. This is what I surmised, as you know, how you come across a video and then you get invested and you're interested and you want to know like where is this gonna go. So I did a little investigation and it seems that they'd been dating, dating and air quotes, you know, because it was online and through the Zoom and the FaceTimes. So for three months and hadn't seen each other in person. And so she was doing a whole live and it was really sweet. She's like in the airport, like I'm nervous and I'm going to be meeting him for the first time. I'll let you guys know how it goes. You know, I've, I think it's very cute. And I might start doing this myself. People who TikTok, they bring along their audience like it's like their besties. So you're my friends. Come and hold my hand in the airport while I'm doing this thing where I'm meeting this guy for the first time was kind of the vibe, which I thought was very nice. It was very cute. So we didn't get to see them actually meet, just her beforehand. And then the next video was they had met and she was sort of describing what they'd done, which I guess they had hung out with his kids. They'd had pizza. They were hanging out at his house. It sounded like a little bit like instant domestication. like, And that happens. Let me just tell you all something. For those of you who are younger, like in your 30s, And, you know, even early 40s and still hoping that the person that you meet, it's like, you know, there's going to be a a nice, slow evolve into family life. (laughs) As you get older, I always say you don't want to waste the sexy. So a lot of times when you're dating over 45 and, you know, the relationship evolution happens a little quicker just because you're kind of like, you know, we got to shit or get off the pot. We got more years behind us than we do ahead of us. So, you know, we're going to do this thing or not. As a side note, though, what's important about this story is that when she did come back on the TikTok, she just seemed a little off kilter, like she was kind of describing what had happened Um You know, from meeting and she was saying positive words, but giving negative body language and her delivery was a little bit shaky and a little bit unsure, even though she was saying all the right things, she was using all the right words and, and, you know... (laughs) it's all perception, right? Like reading body language and all of that stuff. It all has to do with our own perception. And I even found myself, someone who looks for the love, looks for the unconditionality, looks for the possibilities. I even found myself being a little skeptical about what she was saying. Like, "Mm, it doesn't sound like it's as wonderful maybe as you hoped you know, thinking maybe she might have um, gotten there, met up with him, and maybe her expectations were really high and they just seemed a little let down. I don't know. It was just like speculating, right? Because there's no way to really know. But I go into the comment section and people were just like, <laughs> because the internet has no chill, specifically on TikTok. <laughs> and people were just like, girl, are you okay? Blink twice. <laughs> like, you can get out of there if you need to why did you go to him and him not go to you? Like people had visceral responses and you would have thought that she had like done a hostage video with some of the responses because people automatically went to the assumption that this is bad. Like it's not going to work. You're going to get hurt. Get out of there. Let us know if you need any help. Like they just, you know, read into it way more dramatically than what was there, than what she was presenting. I mean, she definitely was presenting that it wasn't as wonderful as it looked like she had hoped it was going to be for sure. But judging by the comments, like just people really were kind of laying on their experience and their perspective and you know, what they, they think they know about how dating, dating situations should go or how they should be or how it should turn out. Like you could hear just a lot of that, right? Like laying on of their perspective. And I think, that's the, the hard part about dating and social media because, you know, while there is the factor that people pr- try to represent the best parts of their life for the most part, it's also the place where people's trauma behavior and trauma responses come out more than anywhere because there's almost a safety in just typing out my thoughts from behind the keyboard, right? So I can safely just vomit my trauma all over you and and project it onto you as though whatever i've been through is what you're about to go through and i think that is the the sort of paradigm of dating if you if you listen to people on social media if you sort of um you know like if an alien were to come here and wonder what uh western dating is like and someone handed him tiktok Or someone handed him Instagram even or YouTube, anywhere that people sit and talk about it. I feel like that alien would get the impression that it is a cesspool of danger. (laughs) And it is a horrible place to be. And that is true for some. That's definitely true in some people's experience. And I don't want to take away from anybody's really bad experiences because I know that they do happen. But for the most part, statistically, people date safely. Statistically, dating is not nearly as uh, treacherous and dangerous an activity as it is represented online, right? And what can happen is that people get very negative images, negative impressions, negative perspectives, and it doesn't matter their gender, And that is what they tend to bring online. That's what they tend to talk about. It's what they tend to joke about. It's the stories that they tell when, you know, you have certain channels, certain content creators do story times. They always do a story time about something that went horrible because, you know, who wants to hear about the good good things or who wants to hear about the things where nothing really that outrageous happened because that's boring to people. People want to hear what's salacious, what's dangerous, what, um, you know, what validates our fears, what validates already our negative perspective. And so today I want to talk about how do you deflect negativity, specifically when you're trying to date and you're trying to create an ideal partnership? Like, how do you deflect that in your life? Because I don't know how anybody could have a good, healthy love life and be able to go through the ups and downs if the, if what they have in their ear is a constant story of, you know, this is what men do. This is what women do. This is what doesn't work. This is why it's bad. This is why it's a cesspool. This is why it sucks. Anytime anything goes a little off in the situation that you're in, if you've got that echoing around in your noggin, you're definitely not going to be able to be sustainable in a relationship because you're always going to go towards that negative story, those negative assumptions. It's like, you know, you hear some of these, um, uh, you know, whatever content creators sitting around talking about all of one type of person as if they are a monolith. Right. Particularly, you know, all men, all women, all, you know, black women, all white men, all black men, all Latino women, all, you know, whatever for every culture, every race, every gender, every, you know, political belief it's always talked about as if it's a monolith. And we'd hear people doing that all the time. And so, you know, if, if you're with one of those people that, you know, are classified in the way that person describes, it's really easy to have any little up and down, any little situation that feels like, you know, not quite right, be echoed by what you've heard about that particular group of people, right? Whether it's reinforcement of stereotype or whatever. And that is just not healthy for being able to build sustainability with someone. And trust me when I tell you, in a relationship, you won't always just love that person 100% on the surface. You might love them deep down and want the best for them always deep down, but you're going to sometimes get annoyed with them. You're going to sometimes wonder, oh, like, that's not so great. You're going to sometimes be like, um, do I want to deal with this or not? that's just the natural way of human interaction and if you if you're honest with yourself you do that with your friends you do that with your family as well there's no relationship where you are just constantly in a state of sublime uh, perfection and everything they do is wonderful and everything you do is wonderful and nothing ever goes awry. Things go awry because that's why it's interesting. That's what makes relationships interesting. That relay, that relating, that getting to know each other, that you know, overcoming of challenges, that evolving of the relationship, those things are supposed to be there. It is not supposed to be uh, perfection all the time. Now, it is supposed to be ease. Now, what's the difference? Ease just means that if we have conflict, like I have a sense that we have a way out of it. Ease just means that we are committed to each other in such a way that. Our our breakdowns or our confusion or if things go awry, we do have skills for communication and, you know, talking about it and listening to each other and being able to work through the challenges because life is challenges, right? So challenges are going to come. But if you know you have a partner, that you're on the same team, even if you don't necessarily go about things the same way, and that you can always come to some sort of understanding or consensus... Even if it's just to agree to disagree and still solidly know that that person is on your team. Like that's ease. Perfection is when nothing ever goes wrong and that doesn't exist. Right? It just, it doesn't exist. It's not there. So how to deflect the negativity, like the the negative voices that you might be getting, the things that you're hearing online, the things that people complain about all the time, the things that people in your sphere might say because they're coming from, you know, the negative experiences that they've had your inner self-talk that's negative. Number one, question it. Somebody comes at you with, with negativity, whether it's personal, you know, personal in the sense that it's someone, you know, or on social media, you've swiped onto something and it's just like, just a negative deluge of their experience. Question it. Like who hurt you? Not because you want to get into some deep conversation with that person. Sometimes you don't want to interact with that person at all, but in your mind, just think to yourself, who, like, what happened to that person that that is what they are expressing right now? Because what it's going to do is it's hopefully going to trigger in you a level of compassion and an ability to separate yourself from that person's experience, to be able to look at that person and say, you know what, as a human being, I can empathize because whatever has you that way, I wouldn't want it to happen to me. But I can also identify that your reaction and the way you're behaving has to do with you and what you've been through. I don't have to take it on. And empathy doesn't mean that I take it on. And, you know, start experiencing it myself and bring it into my life. And but they just means that I can have compassion for the fact that that is your experience as a human being. What you say is your experience. I can get that's not an experience I want to go through. But I also don't have to take on what you're feeling and your fears about it. I don't now have to adjust how my life is going because you are fearful of something because of a bad experience that you've had right? So you just want to be able to question and be able to do that in your mind. Alchemize whatever you're feeling when someone spews all of their like, this is the dating story and it sucks like all over you. Because <laughs> that's, their, that's their paradigm. And they have a lot of co-signing. There's a lot of support for them around it. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people haven't had bad experiences, but you live what you believe. And so that's why I always say we heal the past so that we're not having those bad experiences dictate our present and our future, right? So if that person hasn't healed what they believe, if they haven't healed the past, then that's what they're vomiting all over you. And so you're taking on their lack of healing, right? So you always want to question it so you don't just take it on. And that goes into recognize it for what it is. Everyone is just projecting their own shit, whether it's negative, positive, whatever, People are projecting, perceiving, expressing what they have experienced, what they know to be true for themselves, what they believe in. Even everything that I am telling you is based on what I know for myself and what I believe in. And it's up to you to make the choice for what you want to take on. And what I'm I'm inviting you to do is take on what feels like it's good for you, right? There may be things I say where you're like, eh, I don't know, but- Question it. Take it on if it feels like it's going to work for you. Take it on if it feels like it's going to help you and support you. Don't take it on if it makes you feel worse. Don't take it on if it makes you kind of spiral down or keep believing something negative that's not working for you. Only take on those things that you feel like are going to support, support you in. I'm just tripping over my words because I got so much to get out. I'm so excited. <laughs> Only take on those things that you feel like are going to support you in feeling good about what you're doing. Feeling strong about what you're doing, having tools, having power around what you're doing. That's what you want to take on because you can. You can choose, you can pick and choose what you want to take on, right? You don't have to take on that stuff that makes you feel bad and burdened and weighted around, specifically around dating, but around anything else. Next thing to do, number three, choose to not reflect it. Deflect it. Don't reflect it. You don't have to match energies in this case. Right, there are a few, there are a few scant times that I suggest matching energies, and when someone's being negative, that's exactly when you don't want to match energies. Now, does that mean that you just be positive Pollyanna and you keep coming at them like, oh, but there's a silver lining and the clouds are great? And la 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 la. I mean, if that's what you want to do, sure, but that's not what I'm advising to do. I'm just saying that if someone's coming at you with the negative stuff. You don't have to respond in kind, whether it's that they're coming at you, you know, in a combative way or just coming at you with their negative story and trying to bond with you around it. Because that that happens. Just go to any place where people are sitting around talking and people bond in their misery. They bond in their complaints right so if that's what you're getting someone who's trying to get you to bond in the misery bond in the complaint you can deflect that you don't have to reflect that you don't have to match energies with that you can be the voice of yeah well i get that but that's not what i've experienced but i don't believe that's true about all guys i don't think that that's true about all women because i've experienced something different and you know i like to believe that things can work out well you know they never work out it never really goes good You can believe that if you want to, but that's just not the way I see it. But I can understand your perspective. I can understand why you feel that way. You know, you don't have to uh, agree with someone in order to create a negative bond. (laughs) So we can sit in the shit together. I mean, I've had friends like, you know, in my old career in television and art direction, I had friends that that was our whole friendship was bitching about the job right? Bitching about what we've been through, bitching about what we're dealing with, making fun of people. And that can be a lot of fun. It's that fun kind of negative bonding. But when it comes to things that are really, really important to you, like having a love life that you really want, having a partnership, a love that you really want, if that negative bonding has you in a mindset that doesn't work for what you want, it's very self-sabotaging, right? When you think about it. Number four, share what you feel solid and confident about, right? So when it comes to sharing yourself, share those things that you feel solid and confident about. Anything that you feel a little shaky on, that someone who's negative could steer you the wrong way. Hold off on that stuff until you kind of feel like you've you've worked through it. And that doesn't mean you can't share any of that stuff, but but find the safe spaces for that stuff. Anything that you feel like, you know, you haven't really worked through, you got some emotions around, you're not really sure if you fully believe, you know, it's questions in your mind. I'm trying to think of a good example. I'm somewhat of a know-it-all, so there's very few things where I'm like, yeah, I'm shaky about that. Well, you know, when it comes to actually running like the admin and stuff of my business and, and you know, the logistics of my business. So I wouldn't sit and pontificate on, uh, you know, what I do with the logistics of my business because I don't feel myself to be confident about that and expert about that because it's not my zone of genius. Right. So if I were going to sit around and talk about it, I definitely wouldn't take it to somebody who's going to be like, oh, that's just too much stuff to do. Oh, of course, it's hard of course you can't figure it out. That's not your thing. You can't, you know, that's not for women. That's not for, you know, whatever. I'm not going to sit and and tell that to somebody who's going to have that kind of reaction to it because that's not going to support me in any way. It's just going to make me feel even worse about it or it's just going to support those feelings that aren't so great about it, right? I'm going to take it to someone who is a space for, you know what, I get it that that's hard. What are some solutions we could come up with? How can I support you? How can I help you? Someone who's proven that that's who they can be in the, in the face of the things I'm not so confident about or the things I don't feel so powerful around, right? So if you want to deflect negativity, only share what you feel solid and confident about and stand in your truth. Even if someone is trying to tell you, no, 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 you're, you're happy about that thing, but it ain't going to happen. If you feel confident about it, you can stand in it be like, I get your feelings, but those aren't my feelings and that's Okay. Number six, see the comedy. Never take yourself so seriously that that because someone else is being negative, that you feel like, you know, it's it's serious and it's real and it's true, which means I got to fight it. I got to resist it. I got to combat you. I got to match energies with you. I got to, you know, buck up. I got to, you know, whatever the kids are saying these days. I got to fight you on it. I mean just don't take yourself so seriously. If somebody's coming at you with negativity, whether it's that they're coming at you or just coming around you, just, you know, see the comedy in it because in most negativity there is a level of comedy. And actually, that's a lot of the ways that that funny people, you know, deal with their pain is through comedy. You know, like the woman I was talking about who's always complaining about her dating life, she's hilarious. She's hilarious. And so a ton of people follow her. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a lot of negative stuff, right? It's not going to serve her in her dating life. But as far as being a content creator, she's doing great. You know, but you want to be able to just never take it so seriously because what someone else's perspective is, what their experience is, all of that stuff means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things because it only means what we make it mean. Your life, everything you do, all of your interactions, how you experience it, it only means what you make it mean. Number seven, alchemize the negativity into something that will help you. Right? You want to alchemize the negativity into something that will help you. So if you're willing to question it, recognize it for what it is, choose not to reflect it, but to deflect it. You know, if it is something where, you know, you feel offended by it, let it in a little bit and see what happens. You know, that doesn't mean that you have to like let people beat up on you or insult it, but ask yourself, like, why do I feel so triggered by this negativity? Whether it's that someone's saying something negative about you. Or somebody saying something negative, you know, on social media that you're feeling a little bit triggered by it. Like, why is this triggering me? Why does this bother me that this person is saying these things? And then if you just ask yourself for a moment, oh, because I am feeling very insecure about that particular thing. And Why do I feel insecure about that thing? Well, because I haven't paid attention to it in, you know, I don't know how long. So, or I haven't given it love and healing and nurturing and I still have a story of shame around it. So why do I have a story of shame around it? Because that's what I was taught to have. And I was taught that I was supposed to have that. And that's a part of myself that I haven't learned to love and accept. Like there can be a lot of healing and being triggered by someone's negativity. Right? So if you can't see comedy in it, if you can't make light of it, that usually means there's something you you need to be healing. So alchemize it instead. Right? Into something that will help you. And this is what I do! I'm a coach. I can help you with all of these things that I'm talking about. Of course, I just talk about them on this podcast. Hopefully, it causes transformation for people out there. But if you feel like you really need the help, then you need to get at me. You need to talk to me. We need to get on a consultation, whether you want to work one-on-one or you want to join the LLC, which is my private group for women who want to attract their ideal partner, become healthy man magnets. Right? and there's a lot of goodness in that group. I'm not going to do a whole long pitch with that group because what I am doing on Wednesday night, the 30th, this coming Wednesday night at 7 p.m., is I'm teaching a free live masterclass called Healthy Man Magnet, and I will teach you so many things. So, you know, if you long for deep level romantic connections, despite of what you've uh, what you've experienced in the past, if you're ready to release the feeling of unlucky or unfortunate, if you're tired of listening to what they're saying on social media and navigating your dating life by that, if you've tried everything from clinical therapy to sweat lodges, rolfing, ayahuasca, blah, 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 blah. If you're worried that men are the unsolvable problem or deep down you just want actualization and proof that you deserve what you desire in love and relationships, you want to identify and attract a healthy man, be at my class, 7 o'clock, November 30th, 2022. Depending on when you're listening to this, it is uh, a free live masterclass, Healthy Man Magnet. Go to bit.ly, Healthy Man Magnet to register. Also this week, starting tomorrow... I am teaching a class every day. Two of the days this week is at lunchtime. Three of them are in the evening. The Magic Magnetic Dating Profile. Learn how to create an online dating profile that your ideal partner will find irresistible. Go to bit.ly forward slash magic magnet dating profile bit.ly forward slash magic magnet dating profile. Did you like how I just segued into commercials for those things? Yes, they are commercials. But the one thing is free. So I don't know if it counts as selling you. Although I will be giving an offer, which you can take it or leave it. You know, if you come to the class and enjoy the class, you don't have to do it. It's not like a timeshare. I'm not going to lock you into anything that you want to get out of. But you know, I offer these things because we need them, and you know it is my mission, my purpose in life, that every person I encounter who wants it, that they are in a, a healthy, sustainable, loving, ideal partnership, whatever that may be for them, whatever is ideal for them. And that's it, my sweethearts. Those are just some ways that you can deflect negative, negativity, negative energy, negative ways of being. Don't let anybody, you know, if you're on the TikTok or anywhere else creating content, talking about your love life, don't let anybody bring you down with their comments because they're just projecting all their trauma onto you. They're just expressing all of the trauma they haven't healed and their fears, you know, in the guise of warning you or wanting you to be safe when really, you know, it's really about them. And it's, you know, they're human. It's not a bad thing. It's what we naturally do. You know, we just don't want you to touch the fire if it's hot, honey, if we know the fire to be hot. Anyway, we got to live our own lives. So deflect it, don't reflect it. I love you so much, my sweethearts. Follow me at Candy Love Coach on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm Candice Harper Love Coach on Facebook. If you, for those of you who are of the vintage era, you're on the Facebook and you'd like to visit me on my page, go to Candace Harper Love Coach. Tune in next week for another episode. All through the holidays, I'm with ya. And oh, next week I'm going to Belize, but you'll still get an episode. I love you so much, my sweethearts. Until next time, keep being unapologetically lovable and give yourself grace. Bye now. I love you.